0: This is Pursuing Wholeness. wholeness. here what's going on you
1: yeah we um i don't know you know i am I'm, I'm just a person who i do believe in making sure that we do the things that we say we do but then sometimes sometimes life happens and i'm just not gonna stress myself out trying to i don't know it might sean's probably saying that that means you lying but well anyway <laughs> you know i'm
0: i'm kind of the type of person that it's very hard for me to um I'm very, very serious about being consistent, very serious, sometimes to my detriment, but like, I like to keep a routine. Now, I mean, of course, these past few weeks that we've been kind of inconsistent with this podcast, I mean, that's kind of been a both of us kind of thing. It's just been um, too many things going on. And so we're kind of like more or less refusing to, to slave drive ourselves, so to speak you know, and not give ourselves space to live. I feel like I said something like this the last time we recorded.
1: Yeah, we did. But, you know, at the same time, we're realizing that, um, that we're called to do this podcast. So there is a level of non option in there because, um, the message that we believe that God has given us and is speaking through us is something that we must continue to speak on a consistent basis and that um needs to be spoken in the world these days so we're not gonna give up because this is not about us it's not about what we want to do or what we feel like doing but it's about what is needed at this time that we're in so we're mm. here and we're mm. gonna keep on coming back right yeah so glad to be here um this is actually I think I mentioned it before, one of my highlights of the week to come downstairs on a Saturday evening is when we record and we have our tea and we just sit down and and have this conversation. So I really enjoy doing it. Um, So glad we're back. Um, So, you know, it's just, just, you know, it's it's just 2020 is the ultimate meme (laughs) because it's just, Mm -hmm. stuff just keeps coming and it's just amazing when you, I don't know, it's like you almost don't want to turn the news. You're like, what happened now?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and definitely even at this point, whoa, I can't say I don't turn it on. But um, at least I know whenever I get to the weekend, I don't look at it much at all. And um, my desire is not to look at it at all, really, that I think you know it's kind of you kind of know it enough you you kind of get to the point where like you said the way this year has been so many things kind of have occurred that it's like man you know you're just more overloaded so like if you can kind of control you know the flow of all this you know crazy crazy news into your brain it's like you might as well go and control it at least it's the way that I see it
1: yeah So we do have a topic for today that we will get into. Um, But before we do, I just want to say that with 2020 and all of the things that have happened and it just seems like what now? um, Remember that these are not random occurrences. These are things that are happening. And I don't know if I don't have the authority to say that God is sanctioning these things but I do believe that God is calling us to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I say that, I I felt that from the beginning, but as time goes on, I keep hearing it over and over, and it's like when you hear the same thing over and over from different sources, then it's more than likely true. And so I just really feel strongly that God is wanted us to slow down and pay attention. Like, Mm -hmm. stop trying to go back to normal we gotta stop like things maybe one day things will go back to normal the way we've known it in the past but right now it's not normal and it don't need to be normal because we ain't learned our lessons so i think we need to like take some time to reflect just really be intentional in this season and reflect on what's going on and ask god to guide us by his Holy spirit and help us to know what is God saying to us right now, individually Mm -hmm. and as a church and just as people during Mm -hmm. this time.
0: Yeah. I mean, like if it's, I don't know. So many things are, are just, um, off and different that to not stop, into you know and kind of like just take stock of what's happening to the least it just almost almost seems and i say this with all due respect but it almost seems wrong at this point you know because it's just too it's just none of us has known anything like this none of us and i mean not not any of us you know my wife and i are i guess what you would call millennials you know of course the folks after us like was it generation z no you know, not the ones before us, not our parents. You know, our parents, you know, I think were little kids during the time of the 60s and all the upheaval around then. So, I mean, with that, if they remember anything from that time, they they might may have gotten a taste of mm-hmm. something that was somewhat similar. But, um, but anyway, to not stop in this time seems kind of wrong. But I know, I, I, even I say that, while also admitting that um I felt very unsettled at times during this time. But I admit that um a lot of this time I haven't really pa- paused sufficiently. Not not in a um not as in not in a as intentional of a way as I know I I've needed to, at least not until like more recent times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's just too much going on, so it's like, you know, of course, it, our in our you know being followers of Christ, you know, I think about the scripture that says that um, um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness and in high places and, and all that kind of stuff, and so it's like. We, I feel like we have to stop and just kind of look and see because, to be honest, all of us, and especially, I mean, I can say this being an American, all of us in our country are just really getting caught up in what this person is doing, what, how this person believes, and we just kind of like, you know, we kind of are getting more so caught up in being in our silos. I believe this, well, I believe that, or I believe this, I believe that. Well, you know, and, and just not not seeing a way to get out of that silo or to to, to reconcile the differences. And um, we're getting so caught up in that. But I think that in a sense that all of us are kind of getting played. Mm-hmm. We're all getting played or whatever. And we don't realize it because we're not really able to stop and, and look and really kind of like be able to discern what actually is going on, you know, what's going on behind all the conflict. And all of that stuff So,
1: Right, and I think that that kind of Segues us into Our topic for tonight, it's kind of a big segue, but it's that whole Looking behind the scenes and understanding Where people are coming from Or what's behind The person's actions um, So what we wanted to Talk about today is just um, the, the idea that well, I I'll, I'll say I'll approach it from this way. So, God really has revealed to us um and I'll speak for myself on what I feel, what I'm sensing. He's really revealed um He 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 illuminated his teachings. The teachings of Jesus have been illuminated for me. So, um, the spirit and I, I'm, I have to, uh, I want to do some more study So I get my, who I'm, who I'm referencing, right. But God and, um, God's spirit and his son and all of those different parties involved. Like, I believe that I'm, that I, and we are coming to a fuller understanding of the teachings of Christ. Um, and it was just like, It's like the way it came, it was just like, whoa, like we've been missing it. Mm -hmm. So the scripture for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned. We say that. We believe it. We say it. We say he who is without sin cast the first stone. We talk about the woman caught in adultery and and Jesus' response to that. But I don't think we really think about it. Like, what that means for us, that we all have sinned. And it's like, it doesn't even matter what your, quote, sin was. You sinned. And and sin is in us. Mm -hmm. And the way sin works, I mean, of course, I'm no theologian, but I'm starting to see that sin is not these finite um, acts that we think, oh, you have sinned because You have fornicated or you have sinned because you have cursed. You have sinned because you've coveted somebody's uh, spouse or coveted their house or their car. It's not these specific things. It's just that like the inside of us is messed up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's been some glitches in our programming, some glitches in our makeup. And so then we are now, we are, we were made of stuff that has given us a proclivity to miss the mark, to not be where God wants us to be. And that stuff gets in us, and I think Pastor Johnson, our our pastor, preached about this or kind of addressed this some months ago, where um, it's like... You, you're not good the the stuff in you is messed up some way mm-hmm. we don't always know how it got messed up but it's a combination of your genetic makeup your environment your upbringing even your own proclivities and and desires and stuff it's like it got there somehow mm-hmm. and it causes us to act in a way that is not consistent with how God would want us to act. Mm-hmm. But it's not the act that the, that is the problem. It's the substance of us that's the problem. And that causes us to have these symptoms. And those symptoms are the acts that we see, the the, the sins, the little sins that we think about. The mm-hmm. lying, the cheating, the stealing, the the fornication, whatever. Those are the, the symptoms of the illness, which is sin, that's in us. So um, that's kind of like the revelation that I've been having. And it's made me look at people differently. It's like I can't be mad at anybody, because I realized that it's hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard being a human being, mm-hmm. and the older you get, well, I don't know how it is for like somebody in their eighties, but I know as a thirty-five-year-old, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like live as a person because you got so many things to consider. You constantly saying and doing things, it's hurting people's feelings, offending people. You constantly doing things that um, just ain't right. It's it's hard to make the right decisions all the time. Mm-hmm. And so you realize that everybody, everybody, whether you like them or not, is just doing the best they can with what they got. Mm-hmm. And some people ain't got a lot to, right. to make right decisions or to be kind and loving, but when you, mm-hmm. Go back, like my um my coach. She always says, "What what what what's going on with that little girl? Go back to that little girl, that little boy, that was raised a certain way, or may have been abused, or may have missed something in their childhood. Go back to that little person, and right. you'll usually see why that person is the way they are now. Right. And it's like that is just like mind blowing to me when I think about all have seen. And I, I would like to look at the Original text to see if it said for all have sinned or if it says something like, you know, that all have sin" or all are sin" or, you know, something like if it's some other way of saying it. But right. that's another thing. But that's just like, I guess, kind of the lead into our topic today, the fact that we can't get mad at anybody because everybody has had a hard time mm-hmm. in some way or another. Mm-hmm. And what we see is what we should expect to see based on what they've been through.
0: Mm -hmm. Everybody needs redemption. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you were saying the stuff about, um, you were saying the stuff about how, um, um, a lot, some of us don't really have a lot, you know, we don't have a whole lot to pull from or whatever you said. We don't have a lot to, you remember, I can't remember exactly what you said. Anyhow, you know, we all have these different backgrounds and, you know, some may not have as much compassion and love and stuff to draw from, but the human way, unfortunately, is a lot of times to fault us for that, Mm. you know, and um, it's kind of weird, you know. I mean, as people, we are responsible for our actions, but then at the same time, you know, there's that that area, you know, where you can't really control, you can't control where you were born, who you were born to, um, the time you were born in, and all of this kind of stuff. But again, and you
1: had all the things you needed.
0: Right. Whether or not you had all the love and, you know, that you were fed every night, you know, and that you had a place to lay your head and all that kind of stuff. But the human way is really all- always to like to fault us for, you know, whatever negative past we might have and to hold us responsible regardless of not taking into account at all our past. Mm-hmm. I am, um, one of the things in this day, this time, this 2020 time, you know, we've had all of this um, stuff, this focus on the racial, racial issues in the United States. And um, one of the things I, I've thought about, even before all this stuff happened, is the whole you know just you know the black community and a lot of times you know i've always lamented you know like just you know how a lot of times in our neighborhoods there you know it's not as much financial resources and you know um you know we struggle always struggle and a lot of times you know our brothers are you know down and out and whatnot but one thing that's really frustrated me and it's really been very apparent these days is um is that a lot of people like to and don't get me wrong I definitely I definitely believe that as people we you know we have personal responsibility for our actions but so many people overlook just what what we grow up in they they overlook the hardship and you know that people grow up in, and the things that people see that shape their environment, where they're, you know, they're really just trying to survive. They, you know, their their life is about survival, and a lot of people don't have lives like that. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, they, you know, would like really point to um, just the wrongs done, and you know, stuff be wrong, you know, but it's just a lack of compassion. A, mm-hmm. a great lack of compassion, you know, that overlooks the fact that, okay, well, maybe I didn't grow up like that. Maybe I didn't have a past of, um, to be honest, of, of, you know, hundreds of years of slavery, mm-hmm. you know, and, and stuff like that. I don't want to go too much into that because I know what we're talking about. But anyway, the main reason I'm saying that is just because just the human way is is we naturally condemn each other naturally. Right. We naturally—it's our tendency, it's our our um, first inclination—to be like, you know, to point out the wrong and point out the responsibility, and not not consider, not have compassion.
1: Right. You know. So some of it is almost like I think us trying to be God, because um, I was thinking about the woman caught in adultery in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who may not be as familiar with that story, I'm going to do my best <laughs> to um, recall it. Sean probably can do better than me. But um, there was a woman who somehow was doing, you know, I guess caught in the act of adultery, sleeping with someone who was not her husband. Who knows what happened to the man. Right. But somehow
0: he, was, he got off. Yeah, he, right.
1: nobody cared about what he was doing, he, you know. But anyway, they were... You know, she was caught and um, the religious leaders were wanting to stone her for committing adultery because it was a violation of God's law. And so they asked Jesus who was there, like, you know, kind of trying to catch him, you know, and I guess they just wanted to kind of catch him, you know, I don't know. Like test him, really. Yeah, test him, I guess. Yeah, test him. So they asked him, you know, what should we do? This woman's caught in adultery. You know should we stone her and he's like you know which one of you has never sinned before whichever one of you has never sinned or does not have sin go ahead and throw the first stone and they immediately like began dropping their stones because they realized that none of them really could like say that they had not sinned or did not have sin um but it's like that, that audacity that makes you want to pick up a stone and stone somebody for adultery. I mean, I guess it's challenging because I think that the Bible actually, in the Old Testament, actually was like the punishment for adultery. And so now I feel like I'm getting into dangerous theological territory because I don't really know how to explain it. But anyway, Jesus is like, I know what the law say, but, um, you know, let's make this real practical. And, um practically speaking, no human being can can really condemn someone for something now God can because he's perfect, but no human really has that authority so mm-hmm. um or even that right because we all have done something like Sean mentioned when we were talking about that story earlier the The man she was with was probably one of them, mm-hmm. you know, and if he wasn't, I'm sure that some of them probably had committed adultery or did something that was uh against the law. Mm-hmm. But they just hadn't been caught, so mm-hmm. um, it's like we we think we can we we like oh you know what that that thing they're doing there I know that that's wrong so I'm gonna go ahead and and accuse them of that. But if we really examine our hearts, like those um, people, those religious leaders did, and I, I um I respect them for that because like Jesus mm-hmm. told them, you know, whichever one of you is without sin, cast the first stone. And I mean the fact that nobody lied and <laughs> tried to <laughs> still throw that stone. You know, I admire them for that. I mean, I I, I won't say I admire them. I say I give them the props for that. Because so they were honest. They, they realized that, okay, if I really think about this, I'm not, I'm not um, entitled to throw a stone at this
0: woman. Yeah, you know, I think they also probably had a sense, even though they really hated Jesus, I think they also really had a sense, just based on them watching him over all this time and him doing the things he did, that even though they they saw him as just a troublemaker and all this stuff. They probably still had like a certain kind of reverence mm-hmm. of him. Like, okay, just let me just leave this alone.
1: I ain't finna mess with him.
0: <laughs> right. Cause something might happen for real, for real. Like, I, the fact that he said that, you know, the fact that he told us that, like, I don't know what happened,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right. And you know, uh, I didn't mention that he actually kneeled down and was writing in the dirt uh writing on the ground. We don't know what he was writing. <laughs> but mm-hmm. He could have been like, oh, Joe over there, he did this last week. And then James over there, he did mm-hmm. this. Like, we don't know. He could have been listing their sins. But whatever it is, whatever happened in that moment, they realized that if I examine my own heart, I don't have a right to throw a stone at anybody. And the bible talks about before you try to remove the right the um speck. speck out of somebody else's eye make that take that plank out of your own eye right so like we all and a lot of times you see especially in these um Situations when people be so hard on folks. Right. They be the ones struggling with that thing more than anybody.
0: Right behind closed doors.
1: Yeah, and it's like, man, how in the world does this keep happening where people, like, condemn people for the very thing that they're doing? Like, how in the world does that keep happening? Yeah. But it does. And so yeah. it's like, like, let's just stop all of it and just just operate in compassion and love.
0: Yeah, you know, the thing is, thinking about the story of the you know a woman caught in adultery the thing that i think about a lot with that story is you know you know being that that's something that jesus taught us excuse me one of the stories that we as christians you know look at a lot but like we simply Mm -hmm. it's like we kind of just overlook it because because I don't know, and you know, might start getting into some you know shaky territory here, but you know, (laughs) Lord guide us. You know, but the the thing, the thing is, it's like Jesus clearly showed that um, he was the bearer of the gospel, the good news that God was reconciling people to Him, and so it wasn't, it wasn't an overlooking of the wrong done, because of course he even told her it's like. You're not condemned, but now go and, and sin no more. You know, it was recognizing the sin, but just kind of like, you know, extending that grace and the compassion, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and instruction to, to not go down that path anymore, to repent, you know. But, you know, I wonder, it just seems like, could be wrong, but it just seems like a lot of times that's not really what our practice is as, as believers. We don't really extend that hand of, that that compassion you know we um and we put a lot of emphasis on kind of like the i don't know i guess for lack of better way to say it the rules and do this don't do that you know and um if you don't do this you're bad and all this kind of stuff, you know, when Jesus himself, he did not condemn, you know, it's like, and I think that we lose so many people because we don't follow Jesus' example. Mm -hmm. We lose so many people because a lot of people think that, um, they think that Christianity, or what we call Christianity, the way, or whatever you call it, wouldn't call it, they don't see the good news they don't see the good news, they just see something where they can't really measure up and then where they have to follow all these impossible to to um, follow rules. Mm-hmm. When the whole thing about following Christ is, you know, you essentially give your life to Him and He does the transformation on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, you come as you are, you know, and, and the grace and love from God is extended to you without you having to have any sort of um, what do you call them? Like some pre. Uh, what do you call them? Like some sort of meet some sort of conditions, preconditions or something oh, yeah. like that to get there. Is this you know? But it's not really the way that we do.
1: Yeah, and it's it's really, it really makes it the good news when you mm-hmm. think about it. And I've I've been able to shift my mind there every now and then with regard to myself. If I have a problem that I'm trying to overcome within myself, you know, some personal flaw. Sometimes i beat myself up, you know, about it and try and try and try and fail and fail and fail. And then you realize this is not my responsibility to fix. Right. I can't fix myself. Mm-hmm. If I could fix myself, I would totally be fixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can't. I don't have that ability to fix myself. And so then you allow God to allow it. You allow Jesus to come and and fix it for you. And you say, you know, I need you to come fix this, mm-hmm. and then you believe that Jesus would do it. But I, I like I say, I, my my who and the what's like, y'all. I'm working on that. But God and God's Spirit and His Son and all the essence (laughs) does it for me does it does it within me and i don't have to do it it's it takes the load off it takes a huge load off and if we would just help other people to take that load off it's like we as christians we put more loads on like well now you're here so you need to make sure you do this because i I remember i was a part of a group i'm not going to go into details but we were told given a letter in fact on things that if we're a part of the group we couldn't do it was like a list and it was like i was like very um i just i want to do the right thing i was so like i just want to do the right thing so i was like studying the list and trying to figure out you know how to make sure that my life conformed to it and that's just not how it works that's not how it's supposed to work it's not a list of do's and don'ts it's not Mm -hmm. it is a heart thing you come to god and you say, I realize I have a problem, and I don't know how to fix it. Can you help me? That is all we are asked to do. Mm-hmm. Surrender our hearts to God and let him do the rest. Mm-hmm. But as Christians, a lot of times we're, like, heaping requirements on people. You need to do this. You need to dress this way. You need to stop this. You need to start this. And it's, all, it's hard. Mm-hmm. If people could have done it, they would have done it. Hmm. So I think we have to change the narrative And just look at people Like I um, remember a, a passage of scripture Where it said Jesus looked at the people And they were harassed and tired And, and that all sheep these, a Yeah, Sheep without a shepherd, shepherd. Mm-hmm. It's like his heart broke For the people And if we just allow ourselves to do that Sometimes I'm able to Just kind of like change clothes in a sense or like take the helmet off one helmet off and put another helmet on. It's like, you kind of have to like make an adjustment and you look at people, put sunglasses on your eyes and just look at people with new eyes and say, these people, even though they are mean and bitter and annoying and hateful and hurtful, they are hurting and they just need somebody to have compassion on them. Mm hmm. They lying, cussing folks out, doing all this stuff. But if you look at it as an as an um, outgrowth of their pain or reflection of their pain, then it's just different. You can't even be mad at them anymore. It's like, poor baby, come here, lie on my shoulder. Let me give you a hug. Like, for real, for real.
0: Yeah, you know, I think, you know, you can also look at that from the political standpoint, too. Like, you know, as a Christian, you know, if you identify with a, a, a Particular party and everything, you know, looking at somebody from another party with compassion, you know, just kind of like not assuming the worst that there's some sort of, you know, radical who just has lost their mind, like some sort of drone or something like that.
1: Yeah, like aliens, like you're not right. even human.
0: Right, right. Not looking at them like that, but actually looking at them as like a human, you know, a human like you. Who may may not necessarily believe everything that you believe, but you know more than likely they're coming from a certain sincere place. They have needs, they have desires, and they believe they believe the way that they do because of the the desires for their own lives and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and essentially, we've been tricked in today's world mm-hmm. to not do that. You know, to rather to do the opposite. You know, to demonize the other side. Right to to just totally disparage and demonize the other side and say, well, this person is an American, you know, and um, it's absolutely egregious and absolutely ridiculous. But again, that's why it's so important for us to just kind of stop and look and really see what's going on and remember we're all humans in need of redemption. We all, you know, we all need redemption. We all need to be restored, you know, and and we're all crying out for that in our own ways, you know. Another thing that I think about is, um, you know, these days, even before now, but you hear a lot these days. A lot of us are dealing with, you know, mental health issues. S- specifically, what I'm talking about is like the anxiety and depression, you know, with the, you know, indirectly caused by the the coronavirus pandemic and. And then all the just the uh, conflict and stuff in our society and whatnot, you know. And um, I think everybody's dealing with that to some extent, some more than others, but everybody is. We all we all have these, you know. We have this, you know, longing for things to return to like a normal place, and with it not being there, you know, it's kind of like causing all of us to be somewhat um unsettled you know and um to me that that also in and of itself just kind of speaks to how we all have these needs we all have this need for you know restoration and and all this kind of stuff um i don't want to go too far in that because it could kind of get us off topic um oh yeah but finally the other thing that i want to say too is you know You know, because whenever you think about the fact that we all are essentially just regular humans with a need for redemption, you can never idolize a person. You never Mm -hmm. can. You never can. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter how big their accomplishments are or anything like that. Whoever that person is, they're just a regular person. They're a regular person. Just like you have, you know, you know, somebody that, you know, one might be more inclined to look down on this person it's just the worst sinner or whatever, according to, you know, the way that you might think and all that stuff. Then you have a person on the other side of the spectrum. Like this person is just awesome. They're such a great person. They've accomplished this, they've accomplished that. But if you're able to peel the onion back a little bit, peel back a couple of layers and you would kind of realize they have a lot of insecurities, you know, all of us do, mm-hmm. all of us do, whether or not we, ad- we admit it, we all do. And, and, um, I don't know. I don't know it that that can take a load off because you just kind of realize that anytime you kind of have these extra high thoughts about people. I'm not saying that you don't celebrate somebody's accomplishments, but like, you know, we don't put anybody on some sort of pedestal and then kind of bring ourselves kind of like to this more lowly state. And, um, you know, I don't know. We just are humans, man
1: yeah and I but I do I do believe that um a person can get to a place where they fully get what Jesus came to do where they fully understand it and they've allowed it to take root in their lives and so perhaps it might seem as if this person has no struggle and maybe their struggles are a little bit more, I don't know. I would say a little lighter.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I I do think that. I mean, I think that I believe that that's like the power of the um of the gospel, right? That's been allowed to kind of work in you for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. I actually just read a little bit in that celebration of discipline book. Um, I took it from wherever you had it in the in the in the guest room. I mean, in the great room, but anyway. I was looking through it, and this guy was talking about how he was um wanting to learn to pray and so he had this guy praying with with him and um this is a guy that he kind of saw as like this just saint and this and that and all you know so whenever he met with the guy um the author of the book met with this guy that he um revered so much the first thing the man did was confess all of his sins to him. And then he asked him after that, he was like, all right, so do you still want me to pray with you? Because he wanted him to kind of go ahead and kind of like see him as like a regular person, Mm -hmm. just like him who, you know, was in need of grace, in need of redemption, you know, and he got it, you know. And that's the only reason why, like you kind of saying, he might seem like he's one, like, you know, he got it all together and all that kind of stuff. He's just a regular person who's been worked on the inside, his, his, his inside has been worked on mm-hmm. by the spirit, you know.
1: Yeah, and I I'm I a strong believer that, that that happens. I um I have a quote and I'ma have it here recorded so nobody ever tries to take it in the future. I'm just playing. But this yeah. is a quote that I um uh, I often say um that your greatest strength, your greatest weakness is your greatest strength unrefined. And I just really believe that as people the things that look like they're the worst part of us, those are the things that once Jesus is able to come in and get to work, once God's spirit is able to get in there and work on us, then um, it's going to become the thing that is like going to give God the most glory. Mm-hmm. And I think we just have to like recognize that that God wants to do that in each and every one of us. He wants to take that thing that he put in us, but it was corrupted from whatever cause. He wants to take that thing, rub the rust off of it, and put some oil on it and get it moving good again so that it can, like, be what it's supposed to be. Right. And I think that's where we need to try to go. Like, we need to stop focusing so much on these um, acts of things, like... I do this I go to church I I read my bible I sing Christian songs I only listen to Christian music I don't listen to no secular stuff like get all that stuff out because that's not even that's not even what it's about it's like you kind of like you get to a place where you probably want to listen to more edifying things that like feed your spirit instead of things that might put negative things in your mind or you might want to read certain kind of things but that whole like virtuous kind of thing like it's important but that's not the thing that saves you it's not the essence of what it means to be a Christian being a Christian is allowing God to come in and change you and to shape you and to mold you and if we focus more on that and, and inviting other people to that like look I'm not coming to condemn you or to judge you I'm coming to tell you that life can be so much better I really believe that you can enjoy your life better. You can carry lighter loads, that you can forgive yourself of those things you've been carrying all these years. So like, I just really, I think that's what it means to be a Christian.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. It's it's a inside out thing versus an outside in thing.
1: Right. Right.
0: And again, it's like, you know, God, God made that very clear in the Bible. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. But somehow we keep on kind of getting it mixed up. We keep on getting it mixed up as people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, It's I think it's about to cut us off relatively soon or whatever, so we're gonna have to kind of wrap it up. But um, but yeah, man, inner work, inner work, that's what it's about to be a follower of Christ, you know, recognizing that we all, our, our nature is sinful. Our very nature is sinful, so we have to be changed from the inside out, not try to get ourselves right, because like you said, if we could do it, we would have, but we can't um anyway anyway um yeah it's like I almost kind of start I'm starting to feel <laughs> even with that like you you know I can kind of go off a little bit more on that maybe kind
1: of um, for our, our next talk next week or something like that so
0: right right oh and by the way y'all don't you know if you're listening you know don't don't listen to us and see us as some sort of like you know authorities or whatever you know we we're we're just walking this walk just like anybody else
1: yeah most of what we talked about is something that we that got revealed to us like a couple of days ago so (laughs) because like we kind of knew a lot of this at least for me it was just like i just had an eye-opening experience a few days ago where it just kind of made sense to me it clicked it's like something that it, it just clicked and all the pieces fell into their places so um this ain't something that we some authorities on, but it's something mm-hmm. that we definitely going to be praying on and, and just processing and And we invite you to join that conversation because hearing from you all is going to help us to grow in our understanding of this, this right. way of seeing things. So please comment and share, text us, call us like whatever. If you have our information, do that. Let's have a conversation about this. Mm-hmm. And um, we we got to keep we, we have to keep our eyes on the prize during mm-hmm. this time. We can't get caught up in what's going on. We have to kind of look above the fray. Right. And focus on God and know that he is leading us. He really is.
0: Right. He's in control of all of these things, no matter how weird and crazy they seem. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff that we see is only symptomatic of where the real issue lies. You know, the real issue is not people and issues and stuff it it more so has to do with um you know something behind the scenes that's directing it all it's things that god can control so we need to draw closer anyway
1: so yeah with that i'm gonna say we'll catch you next time thank you so much for listening and uh, take care have a great week
0: Doing Wholeness is a back-to-basics health and wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on Flow.